your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So who was Kelly McCrimmon scouting in Calgary last night? BGK's first of three games in the New York metro area tonight coming up against the Devils and our predictions for today's game at the arena they call The Rock. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We are brought to you by our new sponsor, FanDuel. Sign up today at fanduel.com slash lockdown. And make sure that you place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com. Once again, slash Lockdown. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick, as I mentioned, at Lockdown VGK, at TD Chris G, at Tony Cardasco on Twitter. Please also subscribe to our YouTube page, Lockdown Golden Knights. So last night we got uh, some news out there in the Twitter sphere. Uh, <laughs> TSN's Salim Valji uh, reporting last night that there was a sighting. Golden Knights general manager Kelly McCrimmon, your guy, was in Calgary last night at the Flames Blue Jackets game. Uh, we have the All Star game coming up, so we'll have a lot of chitter chatter with the GMs and front office folks and all that. So we know that that is one of the next upcoming uh, landmarks, if you will, as we head toward the. March the 3rd trade deadline uh, with VGK, there could be a sense of urgency, right? Uh, just what I'm sensing, uh, right, Chris, to add some scoring, uh, some scoring punch, possibly Mark Stone could be headed to LTIR. You feel now, I feel that they might have accelerated the process to try to find someone as a replacement for Mark Stone. So last week, right, we saw Bo Horvat, his name circulated, one of six teams interested, VGK. And last night, I think that, I'm just guessing here, uh, one of the top names that's out there in the free agent market right now is Gustav Nyquist of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, his, uh, let's see his stats. He'd fit in just fine because he's minus 11. But t- 10 goals, 12 uh, assists, 22 points on the season. Uh, so he would be a rental, obviously. Uh, he could play either the left or the right wing. Is that who he was there to to take a look at? Uh, any other ideas on what could be up with a general manager? Because now he's become quite visible. And the, make no mistake, we're starting to find that VGK is making inquiries for players. They would need some. Is this for scoring punch? So I got a different angle. I was just thinking about it this morning, and everything you read, you don't really see a lot of players on the Columbus or the the Flames side on the the big um on the big trade acquisition deadline targets if you will so what are we missing here in las vegas if you follow anyone here on twitter that talks about uh i don't know if you can redo your camera tony but we got a heck of a meme coming right now um but physicality that is the one thing that we keep on hearing all about you know i hear it in, in twitter all the time and I looked uh, William Carlson dead in the eye and asked him about 
the team's physicality and lack thereof, right as Kelly McCrimmon comes through the door and is staring me dead in the eye. So Kelly McCrimmon heard me and he got an idea. He fueled up the jet, went to Columbus or went to Calgary, watched that game. I think Boone Jenner is the part person of possible interest. Boone Jenner, uh, 6'2", 207. I'll take the over on both of those. Boone Jenner is, for lack of a better term, the way I view, view Boone, he is a mean SOB out there on the ice. He will throttle you. He will crush you, but can also put up points. Uh, going through the last few seasons, uh, currently 24 points this game on 36 games played. Previous season, 59 games played, 44 points. Uh, only 17 points in uh, the 2021, I believe that was a shortened season. 70 points, 24 games. So there's a little bit of, I don't know how much scoring you're going to necessarily get, but Boone can definitely put the puck in the net, can get some assists, and also not been playing on a great team the last couple of years, so you put some firepower around him, he can certainly do some. Could could uh, fill a role in the wing that Phil Kessel is basically not taking or could play down the middle and give us more center depth, which is never a bad thing come playoffs. So Boone Jenner is my uh, outside of the box. Now, Boone, I believe, is the captain of Columbus. So trading for captain, that's obviously, you know, but we know what Columbus is doing. They are scrubbing. They are getting rid of everything, trying to get themselves in the Bedard chase like, uh, you know, a few other teams. So trade your captain away, have the players be a little more upset and have them play a little bit worse and uh, put yourself in a spot. Boone Jenner only carries, I believe, a $3.7 million hits, which is a lot easier to cook, if you will, in the books versus, you know, what Patrick Kane and uh, all these top tier one acquisitions are going to, are going to take. And the other thing is, if they go for someone that's in that three and four million dollar range, you could work with that. There's ways on this roster to hide three or four million dollars. Whereas, you know, if someone like Patrick Kane comes in, you're not just giving up draft picks and prospects. You have to go into the roster and do something. And I don't know if VGK has a deep enough roster to trade anybody right now. As far as a okay. re- you're not trading Kessel, you're not getting anything. Uh, Alec Martinez, they're not trading. They're not trading his outputs and that type of shot blocking defenseman. You're not trading a young Nick Haig. So I think you might have to go a little bit on the cheaper route and scrape for someone who might just be, you know, that playoff hero that everyone falls in love with. Insert Boone Jenner. Okay. Uh, I was looking up Nyquist's numbers and for Nyquist, he's at five and a half million. So if they're going to place uh, Mark Stone on LTIR, then uh, that could be a possibility. Does no doubt. McCrimmon- does McCrimmon show up often in press boxes uh, to scout teams? Um, maybe. So when I was, I, I made note last week when I was um, covering Monday's game against Dallas and Thursday's game against Detroit, I had Steve Eiserman, Nick Lidstrom uh, on Monday. They were literally like six chairs to my left scouting the game. Oddly enough, Detroit happened to be playing that night elsewhere. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then Thursday night, you had the same group up in the box over my left shoulder. So point being is other GMs are traveling right now. And if it's not GMs, you see, like when you walk in, at least in Vegas, there's a big uh, big screen TV that lists all the media outlets and all the scouts in attendance and things like that. So you can literally see, okay, in this box, there's the Edmonton Oilers. In this box, there's the, the, the Colorado Avalanche. It, this box is where the players sit and stuff. So there is a roadmap that says who is where and everything. So point being is all the GMs, especially right now, are showing up at 
various arenas. And you know, here's another thing also. He may not, uh, Kelly McCrimmon, that is, he may not have been scouting anybody. They might be looking to make some type of deal where a third team is involved, you know, a three-team deal where we park mm-hmm. some salary, you park some, whatever that may be. So there may not be anyone on that team that was being scouted, but there could be a little triangle happening too. So who knows? There's a lot of things and a lot of, right now is probably when they're kicking the tires, right? This is when you walk into the car dealership, you test drive a few cars, you know, and then you go to the next car dealership and then probably, you know, around the all-star, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm guessing there might be a freeze around the all-star break. Like there is around Christmas time. I don't know, but point being, they're going to intensify and you always see the, you know, the 11th hour deals, right? You always see the deals right at the trade deadline minutes before the trade deadline. I think Mark Stone's deal came together right as the deadline approached a couple of years ago. So, you know, you do have that craziness, but I also think there's more value in making a trade now versus waiting till the deadline. One, because in VGK's case, we're getting buried in the standings, call it what it is. They need a player now, not March 3rd. And number two, I think if you wait until the longer you wait, I think the price goes up a little bit because there's desperation. There's there's fear of missing out. There's the emotional aspect of getting a deal done to say you made a deal. So make the trade as soon as possible, whatever that may be. And that's also going to give us an idea of where Mark Stone sits. Uh, we're not replacing Mark Stone. I don't think anyone's going to replace Mark Stone unless we get that tier one, Tarasenko, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, that type of player to replace what they bring to the locker room and uh, the scoring. Yeah, it looks, uh, it appears as though they will go after a rental of sorts. No doubt. Another rental that was on the ice last night, uh, Milan Lucic, the left winger from Calgary, because again, his uh, contract is expiring. No. But they're both in the five and a half million range. And at the All Star break, yes, they might not be wheeling and dealing, but they'll be going out and having a lot of Pete De Beers. Beers, Pizza beers, that's pretty But they'll be hanging out a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do they replace, uh, when they replace Mark Stone, it appears that so this is evident. Um, how many pieces, like who from VGK would you say, how many pieces would you say are on the trading block? Because it's getting sort of interesting around here. And then Phil Castle, I just think he should go with Rick Tockett to Vancouver, ride into the sunset. Maybe next year. Play every game. I don't know what his worth is to this team right now. I'm sorry. Regular, listen, I, I've tried my best to defend Kessel and his play and what's coming. And it, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's, you know, I mean, we can look at the stats here, but I think with Phil Kessel, it's it's about the eye test. What do you see when Phil Kessel is on the ice? Do you see, you know, that scoring threat? Do you see sustained pressure? All of these all insert whatever pun you want. So 48 points, he's eight and 11, eight goals, 11 assists, minus 12 right now. So, I mean, he's on pace for about 18 goals and, you know, like 20 assists, call it. That's not necessarily. And now listen, for the contract, maybe that's the Phil Kessel we found. Maybe uh, using the money ball reference, you know, he's not a seven and a half million dollar player like David Justice was when the athletics signed him. Where We signed him for the player that he is and we want to milk every last ounce of uh, of hockey out of him that he has until, you know, he wants to stay in the show, right? We can keep going on and on and on. But Kessel, again, there is a different gear when the playoffs come. That's what I'm holding out hope for. Kessel, there's not, a, I don't think, is going to be traded, going to be moved. Um, I think trading a free agent, the year you sign them, 
It's not the greatest form either as far as for future free agents coming to the city. It's something you don't see. It, it, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. You don't see it as often. So now next year, is Kessel going to be a VGK? Eh, I'll take the under on that most likely, unless they do make a run and he becomes the playoff hero. I mean, Kessel does have a good track record in the playoffs. So that is the only thing I'm left holding out hope for with Phil Kessel. Coming up next, uh, VGK traveling tonight. They will be at The Rock in Newark, New Jersey. The Rock, I like that. Yeah, the Prudential, The Rock. We'll talk about uh, that game. We'll preview it when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sports book in America. That is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports a lot of fun and easy and entertaining. New customers, if you join today, you can get started with $150 in free bets. That's right, $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up today, fanduel.com slash lockdown. Fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, which are so popular. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at the bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So football fans, don't miss out. It's that time of the year. Place your first $5 bet. Get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Welcome back to LockedOn Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick here from Las Vegas. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen and your first view each and every day. I have to apologize for all the gremlins in my system. It's something about recording in the morning here, you know, uh, in this spacious studio. Uh, something happens here. But You mentioned, Tony, that um, Black Mountain, right? How, like, when I drive home, they turn off, like, whatever button it is that produces waves around the Valley. Cause I never get the entire post game when I'm driving from T-Mobile to Henderson. I think wherever you live, they need to turn the button on. So we get Wi-Fi <laughs> going early in the morning for you. Well, we build all, all these nice arenas and places and spots and hotels and venues, and they forget to add extra towers. I think that's part of the problem. So VGK traveling to the birthplace of, of me, Newark, New Jersey, uh, they'll play the first of three in the New York metro area. <laughs> Again, I love these 4.30 in the afternoon uh, games. These are super. and uh, really. Yeah, I'm with you on that. that. Yeah, and the, the Devils team won 13 in a row, I think, earlier this season, right? And what we saw out of this team was uh, the last 10 games, uh, the Devils now at 7, 1, and 2. They are two points behind Carolina in the Metropolitan Division, we remember uh, the New Jersey fan base, and we recall that they wanted to fire Lindy Ruff, and then they were saying, sorry, Lindy, the chance, and everything else. Um, this is a team that is much, much better, Chris, on the road than they are at home. Sounds very familiar. Uh, they are third best in puck possession, which it definitely concerns me when you talk about VGK. Um, they might just play keep away if they get an early lead and what have you. However, um, even though they possess the puck a lot, 
the last few games, like Lindy Ruff is concerned, like Bruce Cassidy was about a lack of urgency earlier in the season. He's concerned that they're not generating a ton of chances, even though they've won seven of their last 10 with uh, two shootouts. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, listen, you're, you're never going to, as a leader of a team on the office side, you're never going to be um, content until winning, you win the last game of the year. More more money ball references, of course. Look it up and down uh, the stats uh, for the Devils. Jesper Bratt, 46 points. Uh, Dougie Hamilton as a defenseman, a 6'6", 230 pounds defenseman, 40 points, 11 goals, 29 assists. Uh, Nico Hishire, 45 points. Hughes sitting at 58 points. Jack Hughes, a coming out party right now. That's uh, awesome to see. He'll score 40-plus this season. Um, Vanacek doing well between the pipes. Mackenzie Blackwood is doing well as a backup between the pipes. I mean, there's a lot of uh, comparables to the VGK here, right? Both teams, hot starts. Both teams have leveled off a little bit. But New Jersey's, here comes my uh, my graphics here. New Jersey's leveling off is still up here, whereas VGK's leveling off is a few notches below right now. Whereas, you know, VGK is still riding that wave from that hot starts and have failed to turn it on since then. They're, they're basically a, a 500 team since that 13 and 2, 13 and 3 start. Whereas the Devils, they're, you know, they're, they're doing just fine. They're doing what VGK should have been doing. But again, the injuries, I, I get all the discussions we've been having about the Vegas Golden Knights. But, you know, this is definitely the uh, unexpected, as good as Boston is playing right now and as amazing of a story that is. It's not shocking that the Bruins are playing good hockey, whereas the Devils, I don't know. I mean, we can go back in our emails and see what their points predictions were, but they're probably already flirting with the over on their points predictions, and we're still, uh, you know, 30-something games left in the season right now. Um, A good example, like looking at this roster, right, highest paid player is $7 million, at least on the active side right now. A lot of players in that, you know, 3 and $4 million range, so not, you know, a team that is not necessarily in the same, uh, you know, right up against the cap, right? I mean, I don't know what their number is. I'll look at that in a second here. But a good, this is a good roster composition without having a ton of high-end players. A couple of familiar names we're going to see, Tomas Tatar and Eric Hall tonight as well. And they're on the Jack Hughes line. So Hughes is centering those two cast-offs, which is pretty interesting. So that should be kind of fun to watch uh, that matchup tonight. Ruff is so much like Bruce Cassidy uh, and at their old school, and they ripped their players as well. I know after uh, the loss to uh, to Philadelphia, uh, Darren uh, Severson, uh, he ripped him for a costly turnover, like publicly. They will undress the players. It's an old school mentality. And it's pretty funny, though, to, to watch these two. So I like the coaching matchup as well in this contest. So this question here. How and we know for a fact because we've we've seen players interact with us on Twitter. Insert Logan Thompson, who has also deleted his Twitter uh, in the last few months or so. But how often do players watch the coaches' post game press conference? I wonder. Like how many of them literally on their way home or the next day, whatever it is, they will go on their team's website, the Twitter, and watch and see if they were called out, good, bad, or otherwise by the coach. I would assume a lot of the older veterans, they don't, they don't care anymore, but the younger kids, I definitely think they're looking at it. And maybe those that were the letters on the teams might watch. I I, I just, I find that fascinating. We're never going to know, I guess if the, if uh, someone did one of those blind uh, polls where no one has put their name behind it, it would be interesting to see the results. 
Yeah, that would be interesting because I think a lot of them do, and particularly the younger guys and just want to see if they got a shout-out or what have you. Uh, what about those jersey jerseys that say jersey on them? I think that, I'm hoping they wear those tonight. Are those like the black with the white stripes in them? <laughs> oh, they're fine. I like it just them. says jersey on the front, which is kind of funny. It's redundant. Uh, they're talking about a Timo Meyer acquisition at the deadline. Everybody's talking about Timo Meyer, but go ahead. Yeah, he's one of the favorites. No, I, I think, you know, to I think he would fit in pretty well uh, to make that last push. They're definitely uh, going to be buyers here down the stretch, but uh this team is is sneaky good. I think I, they're not. It's not sneaky anymore, Tony. The, the book is out. They're good. They're getting goaltending. They got young talent. They have veteran leadership. This is a team that's making noise. Imagine if they were in the West. All right. Imagine if they were in the West. What they would imagine if any of these top teams that are in the Metro and the Eastern Conference were in the West. How far they'd be running away with things right now? I mean, this just goes to show the lack of parity for the Eastern and Western conference right now, I can go up and down, up and down uh, the standings and I can easily make a case for what eight or nine teams. And maybe that's a little, that's a little heavy, but definitely, I mean, geez, the top four teams in the league right now are all in the East. And then you got Dallas, Winnipeg, VGK, and then Tampa, Seattle. I mean, there's maybe what three, four ish legit cup contenders in the West. And six or seven you can make a case for in the east and there's teams that are out of the playoff hunt right now that also could become um cap or cup contenders including in the west a team like colorado who i think we're going to hear from them you would think the flames might get their their act together who knows so this is uh this is when it gets fun and uh we start have a new uh a new cliche every day okay aiden hill tonight (laughs) I mean, so you're you're gonna tell me then if you start Aiden Hill tonight, then you're telling me that most likely Aiden Hill is gonna start two or three games against the Metro. And I think um I think uh, Cassidy has shown his hand a little bit about his trust in Aiden Hill. For whatever reason, there's something not working there. Um so no, it's gonna be Logan Thompson tonight. And Aiden Hill will start one of the two, probably against the Islanders, I would assume. The Islanders because they're slumping. Yeah, the Islanders are not playing well. The marquee game here. Well, there's a couple of them. The Devil game is going to be tough. The Rangers are surging. And the one thing about the Rangers is that they have the fewest man games lost. And so they're a pretty healthy team uh, this season. And that obviously is helping them out now as they're starting to get their act together. I think they beat Carolina last night. But yeah. Yeah, in any event, I just think that this is going to be uh, – how many points would you say, you know, uh, if we were to make a prediction, would it be three and a half, the over-under? for the Three trip? on the head. Three on the head, and I'll just uh, we hope uh, the public goes on there. both sides here, plus in uh, you know, to book the there. bets. Throw a hook in there, either two and a half or three and a half. Uh, if, I'm going, if I'm going three and a half, then it's a plus. I mean, if three and a half points is like plus 150 and uh, under three and a half is like uh, – like minus one seventy. <laughs> okay, I think yeah. The the only uh, game if it's three I, and a half, they, I'm taking the under. I I mean beat the Islanders. I think they'll beat the Islanders, but I don't maybe, know about hopefully. the other two. But again, the road is a comfortable place for this team, so let's not completely, you know, remove the fact that things are going well on the road. So maybe they will have a good successful trip, and that's four points. Four points is success. If it's mm-hmm. you know one win, two shootout losses over, I don't care. Four points would be very good. Obviously, if they can ride off into the All-Star break getting five or six points, again, that can really make people feel a lot better. And who knows? Uh, supposedly, Theodore 
and or White Cloud were making the trip. So and Howden. 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 So we might see one out of those three coming back this weekend, which would be really good. So who knows? Unless they're on vacation. Yeah, they could be on vacation like Marcia So just went down to SoCal. Caught some waves, I'm sure, and all that. Uh, coming up next, we'll have our predictions and our locks of the night. Stay with us right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product that we literally use every day, myself and Chris. I uh, started to use Athletic Greens myself because it just happens to be here in Vegas. We are always on the run, and it also helps to optimize my immune system. And for the past few months, I really enjoy it. Super healthy. Doesn't taste that uh, chalky kind of taste. It is mild. It is a tropical taste. And it really is one of those acquired tastes uh, that you really get used to. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and yes, even adaptogens. And uh, I really did find out about it by hearing all of their advertisements. And, of course, uh, they sent me some of that product, and I'm hooked on it now. So you get a lot of uh, multivitamins as well. Costs less than $3 per day. And uh, there's a lot of testimonials. If you just go out there and Google Athletic Greens, you'll find more than 7,000 five-star reviews, which is amazing. And right now, it is time to reclaim your health, especially right after the new year. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Collick here from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a lot of those very funny uh, comments that we could comment on on Friday when we do what the Friday when we do that show. Uh, you know, yesterday I went to they have this preview Las Vegas show, right? And I just I'm a little bit off script here, but all of the major sports that are coming to Las Vegas and events and what have you, uh, we will have, okay, the Super Bowl here, and they're talking about economic impact, right? Economic impact for the Super Bowl originally was about $500 million. They're saying six, seven, maybe $800 million, you know, for this. I know city. where you're going with this, but keep going. I'm excited to hear the number. So for Formula One, though, Formula One, the richest sport in all the world, uh, Right now, they're estimating 1.2 to 1.3 billion dollars in economic impact here. And what we're asking is that you know where I was going with that. I, I well, I knew you were you were at Formula One. Um, I missed your question though; it, blur- it went out for a second. But I heard you say Formula One. So yeah, I mean, Formula One is going to be so exciting. I cannot wait to see what that brings to the strip. And everything. But you you had a question there, I think. And I did not hear that. I said all, all we want is someone to sponsor our show. Just a little bit of that money. You know, send our way. <laughs> F1 money, Super Bowl money. We have. Okay, it is prediction time. It is prediction time. The Rock, the Prudential. So we got a little gold bar there. Nice. Cool That's a, the mini one. It's the mini. Okay. That was a gift from uh, my buddy William for uh, hand-delivering him a big card he hit in one of my boxes I opened for him. 
that's so cool. Now, which card did you show yesterday on your Facebook page? Oh, geez, it's, it's, it, 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 it's getting find? packed away right now, but it was a, uh, so I'm opening a ton of uh, this stuff right now. If I can do this without knocking anything down. This is uh, the newest hockey release, uh, Skybox Metal, Metal Universe. It's a, a product that just came back out, but it's actually a throwback to a product that used to be out. And um, the cards you're chasing, they're called PMGs. They're considered precious metal gems. They're just pieces of paper. They're not actually precious metal gems. And, of course, uh, I hit a very, very, very rare card. It happened to be Tom Wilson of all players last night. So that was kind of uh, – it gave us a chuckle on the street. But it was a nice, it was a beautiful card. It really was. Okay. So what? what's the value of something like that? I mean, if it was Alex Ovechkin, it could be a $5,000 card. Um, Tom Wilson, probably you probably take off a zero. It's probably four, five, six hundred to the right person. It could be a few bucks more, even. Who knows? You know, if the right Caps fan is in love with that card, it, it could be a, an eight, nine hundred dollar card. Awesome. Thanks for the uh, update. Dude. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> I saw the card and I was like, boo, you were like, it's exciting. It, it, it's it, it, that's yeah. a, it, it's a feather in the cap for someone to pull one of those cards. It's really exciting. How cool. Uh, let's get our predictions and our locks of the night. As VGK goes to the land of Dasco, back in my old hood, uh, they'll be playing at the Prue or at the Rock. Well, Either you start one. since it's your hood. It is my hood, and uh, I'm definitely going to go with Jack Eichel to break out of this mess. And I'm going with Chandler Stevenson, and I think I think we could see a good night out of each one of those. And I just I wonder what the mental state is currently for Jack Eichel because uh, he's just getting. Yeah. He's getting ragdolled right now from from the organization. Uh, again, the head coach, the fans are starting to get a little anxious about him. But you and I believe that he will, you know, be the top guy eventually here as as soon as they figure things out and how to play his line and building a consistent line with him at least. If you can't figure it out in fifty games, when the heck are you going to figure it out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and listen, Boone Jenner, if that's the trade acquisition, that's not the answer either for Jack Eichel's line. Now, the answer is Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. I mean, that did work for a very long time, although Eichel was going a little slower before. Uh, You got a score for tonight, by the way? Yeah, even with the familiarity of uh, Bruce Cassidy and the East Coast uh, teams and all that, I'm still going to go with the Devils tonight. I think it's a low scoring game because. Again, puck possession, I think, will be important in this game. And if the key, again, is if the Devils get out to the one nothing lead, how does VGK respond? So I'm going to go with the 3-2 to two NJ Devils victory. And a little known fact, okay, so this guy here once worked back at the old Brendan Byrne Arena days for one summer. Season ticket sales for the New Jersey Devils. How'd that go? That's why I'm doing the entrepreneurial thing today. It went so, so well. No, it was going great. And then I got other job offers and what have you. And so I just was poking around. But no, I did that for an entire summer. And it was a lot of fun. And I got to watch hockey practice. I know we're just a couple of novice guys, right? That don't know anything at all about hockey. I know that. But it was so much fun. It was fun because I got to watch him practice every day right there in the arena and hang out. What Being I do- around the around the players, even at, at my level, and I don't 
I don't cover this team nearly. I don't have the time simply just, I have to prioritize my business. Cause this is, you know, we'll, we'll call this a hobby. We'll, we'll call this a hobby. It's a great hobby. And I friggin' love doing this. Um, and, and I do hope one of these days I can get to the point where I can go to every single practice every day and, you know, really, you know, follow the team, do a couple of roadies and things like that. And hopefully that time's coming, you know, we'll, um, you know, like like Tony said earlier, you know, and I'm holding up my gold bar here and stuff. You know, we'll see. Uh, that's the first uh, first step in that direction. Um, so where I'm going tonight, uh, Tony, first of all, I'm with you on three to two. I'm with you on New Jersey Devils winning. Uh, I'm taking a shootout loss. So I'm, I'm feeling just a little more of a game that VGK is going to be in. I don't think it's going to be, you know, I, I just hope it's not going to be that feeling. Oh, crap. The Devils scored the first goal. Here we go. And we're chasing the whole time. I could see. You know, a nice low-scoring game. Maybe VGK scores first, but 3-2. Shootout loss, just because I think it's going to be a close one. And uh, Korzak and Paul Cotter, that's who I'm looking at. Korzak has been improving game by game on the offensive side of the blue line. He can play defense. We know this. And getting more comfortable with his positioning. He's been playing with Braden McNabb a lot now. So I think there's some familiarity happening. And Korzak is also not afraid now to take a couple of chances and pinch and even right around the net a few times, right around the net a few times. So let's see if Korzak can get uh, that first NHL goal tonight. And Paul Cotter, you know, Paul Cotter, he had a fun game on Saturday night, a real fun game, good hands around the nets. But we need to see Cotter, you know, not do it when, not not pad his stats. We got to see Paul Cotter get some more meaningful goals than what he did Saturday against the Caps. So Cotter, Korzak, 3-2 New Jersey Devils in the shootout, prove me wrong, BGK. Please prove me wrong. But I'll make this point again. Everyone was so happy on Saturday. This team turned a corner. Nope. They have not turned the corner yet. And the team that they beat on Saturday, where we thought they turned the corner, did not even want to be at that game. I don't care what anyone says. If you watched that game or if you were at the arena, that was a disinterested Washington Capitals team. Outside of Tom Wilson, who was doing what Tom Wilson does, he goes berserk at least once every uh, every game. And otherwise, he was actually pretty quiet. So, you know, I'm not digging what VGK is doing right now, but maybe on this road trip they can give us some hope as we get a little time away from the team the following week with the All-Star break. Yeah, we'll know if they are still in a funk if they start to fail on the road. Okay, so they did already, the first, but you know, first maybe five, the back-to-back thing, whatever. I mean, let's. Yeah. let's if, if this is a one and two road trip, the funk has not gone anywhere. Or if it's oh, God forbid, zero oh and three. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty bad going into the All Star break, and they have two games on the other side of the break. So uh, we'll find out what this team is made of tonight. Definitely in, in the next five out. days, no doubt. We're going to learn a lot more. I mean, if they go zero oh and three here. You know, that's all of a sudden they're not in first place in in the Pacific. They're all of a sudden, I mean, there's not a big gap. We, we've got a few minutes here, but the gap from where VGK is to where trouble lies is not that far at all. It's not about everyone wants to say, yeah, we're in first place. Sure, fine, whatever to that. But in the division right now, Tony, 60 points, VGK, top, but Seattle actually has a better win percentage right now. So technically, if the and season were to end. Hand, two games in hand. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If the season were to end, Seattle would actually get the bump over VGK, but that's another story for another time. 60 points for VGK, 50, 59 Seattle, two games in hand. Uh, LA Kings, 58, but one uh, VGK has one game Played in the hand. most games of any team in the division, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And then going down now to Edmonton and Calgary, 57, 55 points. Mm. Uh, and the other, and 57 and 55 is the cut line, I believe, for the wild cards, too. So, we're five points from not being in the playoffs. Forget the fact that we're 
Don't tell me we're a first place team. Tell me we're five points from being out of the playoffs. That's much more realistic. Okay. We'll see how Logan Thompson reacts going into the all-star break too. Uh, he's been a little functified as well. I mean, I the whole team is the whole few, team is a few minutes ago, but yeah, but LT, you know, he needs to really have a bounce back performance. And yeah. Gonna I mean, up, they're going to Hill, Hill some more love. Why is Aiden Hill in the doghouse? Yeah, I can't understand that. So what's his record now? Does he have nine or 10 wins? He's at uh, nine. I'll tell you in less than 15 yeah, no, seconds. I was just, I, yeah, I forgot. I think he was at nine wins last. We saw that he hit 10. Did he hit 10? Do I hear 10? So right now, Aiden Hill is 10 and four. 10, 10. Yeah, he did hit 10. He's got a 271 goals against and a 905 save percentage. He needs more time. He needs more games. And well, there's a, there's a piece that could be shoppable. Right. There's one of the players that they could shop. So hopefully VGK gets back. How did he's got to play? He's got to get more games. They're going to shop him. (laughs) We'll see who's out there uh, on the ice today. But definitely this weekend, we will see one of those three players at least show up. We thank everyone for tuning in for my man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. We appreciate you so, so much listening to us, watching us on YouTube. Please subscribe. And thanks again for making us your first listen and watch each and every day. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.